afternoon. Happy New Year's and welcome back to the Black Robe Podcast. Oh, Carol, 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 it's so good to see you. How are you? How was your Christmas and your New Year's? Well, listen, no matter how good mine was, I know for sure yours was better because I saw you, girl. You were hanging out in Beverly Hills and oh, Bay, yeah. Bay, Rodeo Drive and you were just <laughs> on it. And then I saw you doing your, your um, real estate promotions. Yes. And so, uh, and here you are stopping by doing the podcast on your way out of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and know what? Going back to Christmas, my, my mom and I, we usually exchange gifts, right? But, you know, we're getting, I'm older. She feels, she's feeling younger because she's hit that age in her life where she's like, you know, let's have some experiences. Let's travel. We didn't really travel a lot when I was younger. And now I can actually pay myself. I'm, you know, she don't have to pay for me. So, so she you was like, carry your own, you can carry your own backpack and buy your yep, own ticket. Yep, I'm not her broke best friend anymore. <laughs> I can contribute. <laughs> so she, um, she was like, yeah, let's go to California. And you know, I love to travel. Um, so I'm always happy to show my mom. My mom's been to California. She lived in California for a part of her life. So it's just nice to kind of go back for her. And I've never seen it during Christmas time. Like I've always gone during the summer, you know, or it's always nice in California, but yeah, Beverly Hills, them people with the money, they know how to do Christmas, okay? Mm-hmm. They got the lights yeah. going all the way up the palm trees. It was nice. You know, was and nice, those lights but... don't come from Walmart either. And no shade <laughs> for those of us who buy our lights from Walmart. Yeah, those, those are the good lights. <laughs> I mean, those people have set designers doing their yards. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's no joke down there. It was, it was really nice. And then, you know, when I came back, I just told myself, I mean, I had so much energy. I told myself, you know, I'm going into 2022 with a plan. Like, you know, I know where I want to be. So in order to execute that, I need to put my steps in order, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of people kind of do the resolution thing, but I don't really like the arbitrary July or July, <laughs> January yeah. 1st, you know, when I, I, I need to just press the, you know, just go, right. Just press the gas. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I did after I came back from my trip. Um, and yeah, I've been, I met with a videographer. I'm definitely pouring into my own business as a real estate agent and that's what it takes is really investing in yourself and then other people will invest in you back. So I have to, um, this is perfect because I've been thinking a lot about this over the holidays because I, every young person I know practically between like 21 and 35 has a side hustle. <laughs> you got to. Okay. A side gig. It's like, does anybody just have one regular full-time job anymore? I guess that is like so not in vogue. Yeah. And does anybody want to have a government pension <laughs> anymore? <laughs> uh, you know, or a 401k plan, yeah, you know, yeah, all this yeah. stuff that my generation, it's like, we got to have, you know, the defined mm-hmm. benefit plan and the 401k and the medical yeah. And it's like your generation is hustles. Hustle, hustle, hard, hustle, hustle. <laughs> but you're not Absolutely. so interested in that structured get up, go to the office, 
stay there eight to five every day, five days a week. Yeah. Get a watch at the end of 40 years. You don't seem to be interested in that. And I'm wondering, is it the pandemic that's causing people Mm -hmm. to say, we got to make a break with tradition on how we get work done? Mm -hmm. Or is this a generational thing? You know, I think it's a, it might be a combination of a couple of things. And I've actually pondered this question myself because you do see this increase in just entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, small business owners, people are really putting their name out there just as a brand, right? Um, I think one thing, my generation, right? The 25, 35 year olds, uh, we, we don't, really trust that social security is going to be around <laughs> by the time we get to 65 so like interesting the question of you know are we going to ride out this job for retirement that might not even be there because of inflation or whatever reason um politics right so we're not going to really rely on that a lot of people don't want to wait till they're 65 either to retire. A lot of people want to live right now and travel right now. Don't we all? <laughs> Everybody wants to retire. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I think having a business, and then people have seen other businesses through social media. So I think technology is a huge um, factor here. Um, technology is why we are so impatient we're so used to having this you know just immediate reward immediate gratification if we don't know something we can just go to google and ask we don't have to read a book we just google point it out right there right so we don't want to necessarily wait on possibilities i think um that's why people are like hey i'm gonna do this right now i can reach a million people if i have a million followers you can sell something for a dollar and reach a million people and there's a million bucks right that's what amazon's doing or you can sell something that's you know a thousand dollars and reach a hundred people right a hundred thousand dollars just like that so it's just about and technology's really opened up our networks and just people that we can connect with speaking of travel I'm meeting, I'm meeting some people in New York, you know, some other black real estate agents, you know, I'm starting, I'm launching a business this year that wants to provide a platform for other black creatives. So it's definitely so great to have, I mean, technology is a double-edged sword. (laughs) So I, so I will, you know, this is good. I mean, I do think you're right. This is the second conversation I've had this week. In fact, it was just yesterday, no Sunday, I guess that, um, my little 19-year-old granddaughter was saying, well, Nana, you know, you might as well go ahead and get your social security right now because it may not be there for your entire lifetime. Uh, Because frankly, uh, it's going to run out in about 40 years. (laughs) Well, snap, I've got to go ahead on it. Get my money out of the system. I've been paying into that system since I was 14 years old. And so I guess I better go ahead... And get it out. Now, here you come with that. So if that's the mindset, then what is the plan that young people have for when they're old? If they get it all today at 20, what what are they putting in place to be sure that when they're 70, if there's no Social Security and Mm -hmm. no defined benefit plan, what will there be for them? Right. Yeah. Financial literacy is so 
important. And business owners understand that because business owners, they need it. They have to pay taxes. If they want to purchase homes, they need to be on paper, you know, and part of my job as a real estate agent is to be an educator, you know? So it's like, you don't get around uh, the retirement questions. People still want to have families, you know, so they need to meet with accountants. They need to meet with financial advisors, you know, and be smart people that are, you know, a lot of people nowadays, especially a lot of people I'm seeing my age, they're looking into business credit over their own individual credit. They're caring more about their business than they are about their, it's kind of like, okay, me as a person, it just doesn't exist. I'm 100% invested in this business and they, because they see the benefits that come out of it, right? And when you do that, you realize, okay, yeah, if I'm gonna have employees, then they're gonna want retirements. You're building empires. You know, you have to think like that. Um, it's it's really a mindset shift. I think it's less of the job security and it's more of the investment investing into yourself and building something that you own and can operate and decide how yeah. it runs. Mm-hmm. I I um I have to tell you, you know, this has been one of those weeks in the work that we're doing at the IBJ, and I am so glad that I can say to people the only boss we have is our client Mm -hmm. and and, you know we're not we don't there's something really uh liberating about being able to do things the way you believe they should be done and not have to apologize for that because nobody Mm -hmm. else nobody else can uh take your vocation from you people can take jobs but they can't take your purpose That's right. For being on the planet. So when you're doing something that's purposeful, something you created, something that is personal to you and that you Mm -hmm. have a passion for, um, as long as you can make a living at it, right? And it's sustainable, right? As long as you can sustain it, um, make money, that's important, right? That's the social entrepreneurship. (laughs) The word I like to, you know, throw around because... People think that when you do something that you're passionate about or when you do something for the community that you can't make a living off of it at the same time, you know, you're just doing things right. You know, you're just actually helping people, you know, you're, it all comes back. Money flows. People have to understand that, you know, can't hold on to all your money. I want to be in the flow. I, I want to be in the flow. <laughs> Let's be in the flow. <laughs> right, right. Which, which is part of our philosophy, right? Because we open our hand and allow money to up. flow through mm-hmm. the IBJ. Exactly. We don't just hold it, you know, tight and mm-hmm. not nothing, nothing out. Also means nothing in. That's right. what my grandmama said. So you got to allow some of it out and water. Um, and seed yeah. into other people's lives and livelihood. Um, so what's the role of education then? If everybody oh. is door dashing and <laughs> listening, and, well, what's the point of getting a good education? Like you and I, you know, we both went and got a good education, but frankly, mm-hmm. if, if people feel like they can just do a, a pop-up business, Mm-hmm. In, the, in the Tacoma Mall parking lot, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? How do we? How do we explain mm-hmm. why uh, we think young people should also get some education? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> education is 
so important. It is key, you know, because it saves you time and it's it saves you money. Okay. If you know something, then you can save yourself time, right? Just because you, or even if you acquire somebody with a service that can consult you because they know something, you can sure you can go out there and because you're ambitious and determined, you know, you might trial and error, trial and error, but you might eventually get there. But if you have the education, you save all of that time failing, <laughs> you know, or falling mm -hmm. down because you had the education or you knew somebody that had the education, you know, you were open to learning, um, you know, that comes with, that can be applied to anything, no matter if you're selling a product or a service, if you don't know about it and you don't know really why you're doing this, right? Then yeah, your business is not going to be successful. You're going to keep failing at it. I mean, I, that's, I think what about the debt though. What about the debt? You know, that's what everybody's saying. Well, you know, is it worth it these days to go into debt, get a four-year degree, or in my case, 12 years of degree? It took all total. Um, is it worth it to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and have all the loans and all of that stuff mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, all Amazon want to pay is $16 an hour. Yeah, well, I guess that depends on what type of education we're talking about. Nowadays, we're starting to see education look a lot different than we've seen it all this time. You know, before the only real type of education was through a university, was going to a school and accumulating a lot of debt, you know, unless you want to be, I tell people, you know, even though I have a bachelor's degree and I still want to pursue law just because that's always been something that I'm very passionate about myself, unless you want to do law or medicine, you don't, or, or I mean, a trade, right, then you got to go to that type of school. Um, but to be a teacher nowadays, you don't need to get your bachelor's degree. You know, I mean, we're seeing things just look a little bit different. A lot of people are starting to independently teach. So it's not through institutions. It's just through their own back to social media with these mastery classes. You know, I mean, you can learn stuff on YouTube nowadays. You know, I mean, you, you can read, you can pick up a book and read it. That's still old school, but you can, hey, I, I read. Okay, I'm reading a really good book right now. Because reading uh, is a lost art. Oh, no. Yeah, this I'm. I think Love you gave me this for uh, you gave that me this was for our Christmas Black Carol. Yeah, that our was one of Black our Black Queen books. Yeah, but I'm saying just the knowledge other people have—that that's education right there. So unless you want to go into a profession that requires the eight years, because we still need doctors, still need surgeons, we still need neurobiologists, uh, and just you know all lawyers and doctors and judges, we we need that to yeah, uphold our yeah. society. And lawyers and judges and doctors need plumbers, gardeners. Yep, yep. Uh, absolutely. People, Real people that come in yeah. and help them get the cobwebs down out of there. Exactly. And those are all independent businesses. Why do we they have are. to hire out, you know, I mean, Look, buying plumbers locals. Make, plumbers make a huge amount of money. My, You know, I had my little water spray problem in the garage when I got <laughs> home. Uh, um, okay, you opening up to the people. <laughs> oh Lord, listen. Yeah. I mean, the worst possible scenario you could think of coming home from being out of town and yeah. your garage is flooded, flooded with water and water is spraying 
out of the the heater. I never realized how incredibly important plumbers, mm-hmm. uh, electricians, people, e- electricians, and I'm telling you, they people like people who know how to dry out the wall. Carpenters mm-hmm. who came and cut, you know, yeah, and plastered and painters. Those trades, without yeah. those trades, this lawyer would be mm-hmm. a very miserable person right now. Yeah, with no heat, Absolutely. freezing cold, um, and so mm-hmm. we all need each other. There's there's room for all kinds of people, and not everybody has to have a college degree to be well. But I'm just wondering how people get really good at any one thing if they're doing 40 different jobs at the same time. Yeah, well, I don't think people are doing 40 different jobs. I mean, eventually- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they have to to sustain their life. And, you know, this is something, if we're talking internally, we can, can we have a Black moment, Carol? This is the Black Girl Podcast. Can we have a Black (laughs) moment? (laughs) Yes. So there is something I've noticed and observed, you know, this in Black family structures that once the child turns 18, they're just kicked out the nest, okay? They are, I mean, I, <laughs> my mom kicked, I was in, I was a full ride academic scholarship to University of Washington. I'm sorry, mom, I'm not trying to call you out. I love you, but. You know um, she's watching. I know, well, <laughs> it was the first summer going back home and she was like, I don't know where you think you going, but uh, you're going to have to find you a room to rent or <laughs> call your dad. She said, you're 18. So, and you know, <laughs> comparatively to other, uh, I studied, I studied abroad in Italy. So Italian, they live together till they're 40 until the son can buy a house for his family or the daughter gets married, right? It's same like that. In a lot of Ethiopia, African households, um, you know, Filipino, Vietnamese, uh, you know, we see that in other cultures. My family in Georgia lives, they live like that, girl, so maybe that's, Um, you know. So maybe this is just Pacific Northwest (laughs) Black people, I don't know, but I think that's, that's why it makes it so much harder for us to not have to work 40 jobs, because we are trying to sustain ourselves and start a business. That's hard enough Mm. for a 40-year-old grown person, you know, you so now you are on to something here <laughs> i do believe because um there's a growing number on the downside of things a growing number of young people who are out there without a house a roof over their heads yeah. partly because you know there are things going on in their home like domestic violence and neglect and abuse mm. but also partly because of what you're talking about where you know, the 18, the clock on the wall said, you're now 18 and you got to go <laughs> and they're not ready. Yeah. And yeah. they hit 21 and they're still not ready, not for that kind of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may take two or three roommates for them. I could not believe how expensive it was uh, when my little cousin came looking around to rent an apartment. Yeah. Um, Sixteen, eighteen hundred dollars a month for a little two-bedroom apartment. Right. When you're and 25, how are you doing that? Yeah. It's yeah. a mortgage payment just to rent an apartment in, in mm-hmm. Pierce County now. Absolutely. There's a lot of roommates. 
you know, co-living uh, spaces, mm-hmm. you know, people have gotten creative with it. You know, there are still some families. I'm not going to say all families are like my mom, you know, I guess we just or, or yours. There are families, you know, that do. But I would just say if we don't, you know, at least prepare our young adults to exit the nest by, you know, I mean, match savings accounts or some sort of Mm. something to give them a foundation, you know, they, a job, a career, you know, some, some connections that will yield them income, then of course it's going to be really hard. And, you know, black people, we're resilient. That's why you still see all these new up and coming black millionaires and because they're self-taught and, you know, they're entrepreneurial. So it's like, well, we're resilient, but well, I will say this too, and the, your your mother's and my generation, you know, we, like I said, I've, I've been putting into the social security system since I was 14. Most young people today do not start working when they're 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe uh, part of what happens is then when they get to 20, they got to... <laughs> They got to double down <laughs> because we had a five-year head start on them. I had my first regular job at the J.C. Penney's candy counter when I was sixteen. Well, it was the child labor laws back then. <laughs> they had fourteen-year-olds working at you know. No, no, no. Was... I was sixteen. I was sixteen okay. at J.C. Like Penney's. 14. Actually, my first job was when I was twelve, working in those strawberry fields down in Puyallup. Oh, girl. Yeah. let me tell you. So, you know, you wouldn't catch me necessarily doing it now, but I think when you came out of families like ours that didn't have very much, you developed that work ethic, but our children and grandchildren had everything given. Mm. And so there is an absence there of that, um, maybe that that same kind of drive and ambition that we had to have in order to even have lunch money if we mm-hmm. wanted you know if we wanted more than one pair of tennis shoes we had to go baby well, yeah, and make the money yeah. to buy it mm-hmm. exactly yeah but but it seems like now though this generation is like not only are we going to catch up to what y'all did we don't work twice as hard. They're, like I said, you are all working two and three jobs at the same time. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. Weren't, we weren't really doing that in our, at least I didn't do it in my, once I got into a career, it was just one full-time job. That's it. Yeah. Because we're not out here to settle. We want more. You know, we want to drive the luxury cars and we want to wear the designer clothes and we want to travel and we want to, you know, have the jewelry or what, you know, and hey, not everybody. Some people are happy with just, you know, living. I don't, I don't hang around those people. I hang around people that are business, the business owners that I know, they have big goals, big dreams, big visions, just like myself. And we're, we're not settling just for you know, the paycheck every other week. We want to, you know, we're not settling for the 80 hours a, a year in vacation. We want a vacation yeah. every month, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, and But you have to have some freedom to be able to come and go, right? So um, it, it the balance, usually when you run your own business, you work 
even harder than when yep. you go in an office every day. So I, I want to know how you balance it, having multiple jobs and yet still being able to have that element of recreation and relaxation that is so important to y'all's generation. Because <laughs> you know, baby boomers were just straight up workaholics. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was our claim to fame. And so uh, your generation is like, no, we're not gonna have no heart attacks at 45. Yeah, well, we, you we're know. We're gonna relax and enjoy and work and relax and enjoy, so. I'm wondering how you balance it out when you've got two, three business ventures and you also want relaxation and recreation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I take this laptop with me everywhere I go. I, my, I can do my work from my phones, from my laptops. Everything's pretty much remote. The technology helps with the, the flexibility and the traveling. I can work from, I'll be working in New York, you know, I like still putting people on my calendar. Um, I'll just at nighttime be in New York and not in Tacoma, Washington. And it's and yeah. that's how I'm able to kind of have my cake and eat it too. I think also when you love what you do, I don't count the hours that I put in to IBJ or, you know, to real estate because I literally love this work. It's so impactful. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are starting to do too. You know, they're finding where their hearts and passions are. And then they're seeing how they can monetize that. <laughs> well, you and, know, it, this is a beautiful uh, tribute, I think, to the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because it was all about uh, the dream of his children being able to live out their true purpose. And whether that's door dashing or <laughs> <laughs> selling homes or working for the government or you know, being a full-time student or even a full-time at-home caregiver for your mm -hmm. children or your parents, right. uh, however you, you choose to live your life. Um, our hope for you as part of the upcoming Martin Luther King holiday is that you are living the dream, living out your dream, mm -hmm. uh, free from injustice, free from bigotry, uh, and that you, you get to live like, <laughs> like Anjanae. If you yes. choose to, you can be bi-coastal with your laptop, right? And mm -hmm. have multiple ways of expressing your vocation. So you be safe on your journey. I will. I will. I'm vaccinated. Okay. Got the booster. So we're good. Yeah. So uh, what do you, what do you have to do to, uh, did you, do you still have to have a test to fly? No. Because you're, do you have to show your vaccine card? Yep, you gotta have your vax card. Don't try to go to New York if you're not vaccinated because they are checking everywhere at the you know, uh -huh. gas station, at the movie theater, at the restaurants. I mean, you just need your vax card. Cool. So. so even your therapy dog gotta have a vaccine, huh? <laughs> <laughs> don't I thought they couldn't spread it. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not get into this rabbit hole. We're gonna see you guys ne next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Have a great rest of your week and happy Martin Luther King Day. Okay, guys, stay safe. Carol, you have any last words? Uh, uh, just good night and be safe. Please wear your masks. And if you can, get your booster shots. Um, all right. We'll see you next time on the Black Robe. See ya.